48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines. Following a night of violence at the airport, the airport authority obtains an injunction banning most protests there. Outbound flights are returning to normal after two days of cancellations caused by anti-extradition protests. And President Trump says he's delayed the introduction of a tariff on some Chinese imports until mid-December. The airport authority says it's been granted an injunction order effectively banning most protests at the airport. The move follows two days of flight cancellations caused by anti-extradition protests there, which yesterday turned violent. Protesters held two mainlanders captive and clashed with riot police, one of whom had to draw his gun after he was attacked by a man who had taken his baton. Dozens of protesters, though, still remain in the arrival hall. Timmy Sung reports. Airport officials say the injunction bans anyone from illegally or intentionally disrupting the normal usage of Hong Kong International Airport, one of the busiest in the world. They say protests will now only be allowed in a designated area, but that doesn't mean the order allows demonstrations that breach the public order ordinance. Dozens of flights were still affected today after the airport was engulfed in two days of chaos caused by pro-democracy protesters. They are angry about alleged police brutality at recent protests. Fears of police infiltration led to two mainlanders, one of them a reporter with the state-run tabloid Global Times, being surrounded and attacked by protesters last night. Both were taken to hospital. The government and the police have condemned the violence, saying they were outrageous and had overstepped the bottom line of a civilized society. Five people have been arrested for offences such as unlawful assembly, assaulting police officers and breach of the peace. Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Zhang was at the airport last night trying to mediate. He says the protesters who assaulted two men they suspected of being mainland agents had gone too far. He also says he does not agree with protesters blocking travellers from entering the departure hall at Cheklap Kok. But whether an injunction order obtained by the airport authority will be useful in stopping violence and chaos at the airport, Mr Zhang says it will depend on how the authority implements it. He says if most places at the airport are excluded from protests, then more clashes may be likely. If they administer it in a reasonable manner in that there is sufficient space allotted to such purposes, then I think it is possible that such injunction could be carried out in a peaceful manner. If they exclude most of the places at the airport for demonstration, then there might be clashes. So we just hope that there would be a dialogue and some sort of communication be open so that we can make sure that such demonstration is still allowed at a reasonable arrangement. Miss Lee, a student in her 20s, said she had already been protesting in the airport for three days. She said she wasn't worried about the injunction as they were acting peacefully. She said she didn't think there would be a repeat of last night's clashes. We do think that the people who initiate those clashes is from the police who are pretending the protester. And after the uh, series of events happened last night, we do think we will we have a way to recognize them, to distinguish them away from we, the real protesters, and we will stop them definitely. So that I don't see there is any worry about things will happen again. Meanwhile, flights are operating again at Hong Kong International Airport after outbound flights were cancelled yesterday due to the mass anti-extradition protests there. 
The in-town check-in services at the MTR's Hong Kong station have been busy as passengers who had had their flights delayed dropped off their luggage before heading to the airport. Gigi from the Philippines said her flight had been delayed from yesterday. She said she was worried after seeing the chaos at the airport last night. The people, you know, the police, I, I just saw in um, Facebook page yesterday that lots of um, passengers that um, cancelled, lots of flights were cancelled. Um, my, my flight supposed to be yesterday, but it was cancelled. I'm so thankful that <laughs> I hope I can make it. <laughs> Mr. Chopra from India was visibly annoyed that his flight had been scrapped because of the protests. He said the authorities should have done more to help passengers. The scene last night was very, very dangerous. Anything could have gone wrong. People could have, there were many chances of verbal clashes and it could have turned into a very bad situation. People were pleading to get inside with the boarding pass, but uh, there were many people sitting just at the uh, departure gate. They were not allowing the people to get inside, which was in the, in our lifetime we have seen it first time, and we never expected that in country like Hong Kong it will happen, and there will be no security, no police for the passengers. They were left on their own. Why the airport authority did not take any action on that? But Miguel, who's from France, says he isn't too bothered about the delay to his flight, and that he still feels safe even after seeing the clashes. Well, we know what's happening, but so they are fighting for something they want to have. So for me, it's it's okay for me. We get, let's say, late four hour flights. We get delayed, but I can live with that. It's okay. So it's okay. I can manage it. We when there is a police coming, I just move back, and it's okay. I'm not worried about that. So you get one day delay, but hopefully, hopefully <laughs> we can get a plane to today. So we are waiting on that. The Hong Kong Journalists Association has expressed regret that two mainland reporters have been obstructed from doing their jobs while covering the anti-government protests. The body says a China news agency reporter was asked by protesters to delete pictures, while the Global Times reporter at the airport was surrounded, searched and tied up. It condemned the violence against reporters, but noted that the two didn't wear the press passes at the time. The association appealed to the public to respect the work of journalists, but also called on mainland reporters to clearly show their passes when covering large-scale demonstrations. It said people can decide whether they want to be interviewed or filmed. Former civil servant Wilson Fong has been acquitted on a charge of accepting an advantage as a public servant for taking $510,000 from a Macau businesswoman. District Court Judge Douglas Yao said the money was a small sum to Cheyenne Chan, and it's therefore not impossible she offered it to Mr. Fung as a reward for handling her property transactions. He said if Ms. Chan had had the intention to bribe him, she could have bought him an expensive watch on the mainland or Macau, which wouldn't have left a financial footprint. Ms. Chan has also been acquitted of a charge of offering an advantage to a public servant. However, Mr. Fung was convicted of misconduct in public office. The judge said that as he was a senior government official at the time, he would have known his action amounted to a conflict of interest. The Ombudsman will launch a direct investigation into an oversight by the Leisure and Cultural Services Department to file layout plans of public parts and other venues it manages with the land registry. The failure, which was discovered several months ago, led to the suspension of a crackdown against activities like smoking and hawking at hundreds of public spaces because it wasn't clear whether it had the authority to enforce the bans. The problem was fixed in June, but the Ombudsman Winnie 
Ombudsman Winnie Chu said she considered it necessary to find out more about the reasons for the delay. The Ombudsman has slammed the Buildings Department for its inefficient implementation of the mandatory window inspection scheme. In a report, the government watchdog said since the scheme began in June 2012, its implementation had been significantly below target. While the Buildings Department had planned to select around 6,000 buildings for mandatory window inspection each year, the number of target buildings selected in 2012 and 2013 were less than 70% of that. The Ombudsman called the Department to review the scheme and lay down workable targets. The MTR says train services on the island line were disrupted briefly at around noon because of power supply problems. The rail operator said some passengers also entered the tracks during the incident. Train services resumed at noon after staff dealt with the situation. President Trump says he's delayed the introduction of a 10% tariff on some Chinese imports until mid-December to avoid it having an effect on Christmas shopping. The levy would have made a range of electronic goods more expensive. The surprise news sparked a global share rally overnight. Thousands of protesters in cities across Brazil have been demonstrating against the education policies of the far-right president Jair Bolsonaro. The BBC's Candice Piat reports. University students and unions are marching for the third time this year against proposals by the Brazilian government to attract private funding for public universities. The marchers are sharply opposed to the far-right policies of President Bolsonaro, who has accused universities of being in the hands of left-wing Marxists, warping the minds of young people. At the heart of the confrontation is Mr Bolsonaro's plan to slash funding and shift financial support away from the arts and social sciences. President Bolsonaro says he wants to channel money to what he describes as useful subjects like veterinary science, engineering and medicine. 22 U.S. states and seven cities are suing the Trump administration for loosening restrictions on coal-fired power plants. They argue that the new measures will extend the life of dirtier coal plants and won't lower carbon emissions. The BBC's Peter Bowes reports. Donald Trump campaigned for the presidency with a vow to put miners back to work. His administration set about systematically dismantling environmental regulations put in place by his predecessor, Barack Obama, including the Clean Power Plan, which called for cuts to greenhouse gas emissions from power plants. The legal challenge argues that the administration's efforts to prop up the coal sector allow the Environmental Protection Agency to abandon its legal responsibility to crack down on air pollution. Local and regional shares have gained ground tracking a global rally after Washington delayed tariffs on some Chinese imports. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 25,432. That's 151 points up on the previous close. Market turnover was $45.5 billion. A short time ago, the euro was at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. The greenback was at 106.46 yen and the pound was worth 9 Hong Kong dollars 46 cents. Sport, here's Joanna Wong. Let's start with cricket. The second Ashes test is taking place at Lords later today, with England trailing Australia 1-0 in the five-match series. England captain Joe Root says fast bowler Jofra Archer could make a great impression if he's picked. Archer was a key member of England's World Cup winning side, and captain Joe Root believes Archer would be a good replacement for the injured James Anderson. He'll bring pace, he'll take the ball both ways, and he's got a great bouncer, so... One thing he will bring is a huge amount of confidence in his own ability, which is great for a young guy to have have that in the dressing room, to to see that someone that's not, not played test cricket before. 
still be that confident is great and, and so he should be you know what he's achieved in first class cricket some very good numbers there it's his preferred format and you know coming off the back of a very good World Cup and under huge amounts of pressure dealing with the scrutiny of coming into that right at the last minute I think he dealt with that brilliantly and I expect him to do exactly the same coming into this arena. Moen Ali will be missing from the game. The England all-rounder has announced that he'll take a short break from cricket after being dropped from the squad to face Australia. The 32-year-old was axed after scoring just four runs in England's first test defeat at Edgbaston. He also failed to take advantage of a pitch that ought to have suited his off-spin. Moen, who was a member of England's World Cup winning squad, has been replaced by Somerset left-arm spinner Jack Leach for the Lord's Test. Football Manchester City have avoided at a transfer ban and are instead being fined 380,000 US dollars for improperly signing young soccer players. FIFA says City broke rules on transfers for players aged under 18. The international governing body of football says the fact that the English champions accepted its responsibility for breaking transfer rules was a factor in its decision. It didn't specify exactly what the club had done wrong and how many players were involved. But City said the breaches involved players who were taken on trial or played in friendly games. No players were named. The club said they share FIFA's determination to ensure the protection of minors in football. The UEFA Super Cup between Liverpool and Chelsea gets underway later tonight in Istanbul. It will be the first time the Super Cup will be contested by two teams from the English Premier League. Liverpool entered the match in good form after winning their open league game 4-1, while opponents Chelsea lost 4-0 to Manchester United. But Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp has played down any talk of them being favourites to win the trophy. We respect Chelsea a lot and we saw the game against uh, Manchester United and if you only saw the result then you saw it, then you have no idea how the game was because the game was really, they played a good game. They um, had a few changes, have a new manager, lost Eden Hazard, brought in Christian Pulisic, brought in all the young boys like Abraham and Mason Mount and stuff like this. Um, really interesting team, good plan. Frank did an outstanding job last year at Derby. Changed the football there, was in a, in, a, in a championship, but the football playing side, being successful is really difficult, but he did it. He was unlucky at the end against a strong Aston Villa team not to get promoted, but now he's at Chelsea, his club, everything is fresh, everybody will be, will be ready, everybody will be on their toes. And that's your look at sport. Joanna Wong reporting. To end the news, our top stories once again. Following a night of violence at the airport, the airport authority obtains an injunction banning most protests there. Outbound flights are now returning to normal after two days of cancellations caused by anti-extradition protests. And President Trump says he's delayed the introduction of a tariff on some Chinese imports until mid-December. The news from RTHK.
in so you can be Brad Pitt. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yes, sir. Got my tight jeans on, dancing with my chest up. Do it like you won't do it to me. Got my clothes so wet, I can't breathe. Like a car, throw them D's on me. And we can rock to the beat club, close at three. I ain't trying to lead you on, on. 